Gentlemen. Hello. Hey Hello. Good morning. Hey. Yes. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> how is freedom's How does freedom smell on this Tuesday, January, uh, July fifth? Still a little bit smoky in Oof. my neighborhood. Yeah. Is that sulfur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sulfur smell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't you, know Nick? about you guys, but uh, my neighbors went for it this year. Oh, did it they? Was, it was oh all God. hours. I was as I was falling asleep, like almost 2 a.m. It's I still could hear. Oh yeah, stuff oh, blowing yeah. up. It was wild. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it wow. was crazy. We uh, we had a long long day yesterday. It was it was a lot of fun. We got to go see Ann's parents, hang out with them during the day, and then in the evening we came home and there was kind of a impromptu neighborhood get together barbecue. Nice. Mm. And one of the uh, local residents, um, let's call him Cletus. Um, okay. He was, <laughs> he uh, he let everybody know that he had he had purchased some fireworks and that he was going to set them off and okay. you guys should stick around for this. All right. So uh, Ann and Ava made probably the wise choice and retired early, you know, around eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben and I stayed up to watch the show. Sure. And, phew, man, it w- it was a thing to behold. Um, <laughs> all of the houses are still standing. Yeah, I was going to say, where is it on the scale of like awesome to scary? Well, okay, so he actually had like the mortar things, like the you things. know, like the real things, like mm-hmm. they go up in the air, and so he, he now you got a, you got a nice little tightly packed neighborhood. We do, we do. Mm-hmm. This is right in the middle of the court, mm-hmm. and I, because it was the only place, it was the only place we could get a, a hose out there. We got to be safe. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> he wanted, he initially wanted help from some of the. From some of the parent, from some of the dads in the neighborhood, lighting off these things, mm-hmm. and we said we would help, but I guess he just didn't trust us, or like just didn't. <laughs> so eventually, we just got relegated to stand back in the garage with all the kids and the women. Okay, which is totally fine. Sure, he's out there now. He's been drinking all day long, and his uh, <laughs> life's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going for it, man. Like, I mean, I don't know how much he spent on these fireworks, but the first five that he lit off, and I'm not kidding you. We're supposed to go up in the air and explode. They did not go up in the air. They oh. just exploded on the ground. Oh my like right goodness! In the <laughs> oh my god! We're like, I don't know if that's supposed to happen quite that way. And he's like, Oh yeah, I had him turned around the wrong way. Oops! Oh yeah, pointing well, down. That's he got that sorted out, and then uh, fireworks one. And they went up in the air. Yeah, and then they went up in the air, and it was spectacular. It was it was a lot of fun. But man, I, I don't know if that guy still has any hearing after uh, today. But uh, I'm so it's glad good your house is standing. That's great. Yes, exactly. <laughs> how about you guys, Greg? How are you, man? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I was. Uh, I had an exhausting Fourth. The yeah. most exhausting Fourth of July I've ever had. To wow. date. Yeah, to date. I actually um, was with the resilient. Mm. Um, I well, can I rewind a little bit? Just tell you guys the the whole the whole weekend. I'll start, I'll start with the July 1st. I flew from L.A. to Dallas, mm-hmm. and the Red Knots played um, at a resort. We want, Ga- yeah, yeah, yeah. we, want we want Jelly Willis! We want Jelly Willis! We want Jelly Willis! Wow, that even surprised me. Um, <laughs> so we played at a place called the Glass Cactus. We, we stayed at this beautiful resort right, right next to it. It was all kind of connected. People go there for vacation. just like a beautiful lake. Uh, it's in Grapevine, Texas, just north of Dallas. Sure. And they, we get to this place, and they had like completely filled out our gear rider 
So we, in our gear, in our gear rider, it's like the, the back line that we request, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Mm-hmm. What it says on the Only rider brown is, M&Ms. yeah, go ahead. Is two Marshall half stacks. That's like the ultimate, you know, because then right. I have a I have a Marshall half stack and a backup. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Right. This never happens. Okay. Right. We show up and they are two Marshall full stacks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> like, so, so it's like right. just a wall of amps, you know? Hell yeah. And, and, Holy I was, crap. I, I'm, and they weren't even out of the cases yet. And I'm like, well, we have to set all this up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, and I, I, I'm telling I'm the roadies, you know, I'm like, all right, put that one there, put that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, be- huge, beautiful wall of Marshall. Looks like Michael Schenker up there with the, just the wall of awesome. Marshall. And the tone was great. You know, anytime I get a amp like that, I'm like, you see, guys, this, you see how much easier it is for me to, you know. And they all roll their eyes and say yes. Uh-huh. What's that? Oh, Pete was, Pete, Pete was like, he couldn't, he didn't, it, it, it messed with his line of sight to the monitor guy. So he was like, he was rolling his eyes and like during sound check, he had to like, point up to a roadie that would then point up to this monitor guy <laughs> just because of the amps there's like a cutoff man for like relaying stuff to the yeah, sound yeah, guy. yeah exactly good. exactly so that was that was great the show was like not that well attended which is which didn't matter to us because it's like it okay, wasn't either way it wasn't it wasn't yeah exactly it was a free show for like it was more for like the resort it was like which was too bad because it was like what a what a waste of like yeah. this rig you know yeah but it was still fun then we played a second gig. So I, I flew into Dallas. The next day, I f- we flew from Dallas to Harlingen, Texas, which is like south of Corpus Christi. Huh. Okay. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. And then, and then drove to Edinburgh, which is like a, close to there. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, a f- two flights, you know, in a row, mm. right? Mm. Played that. That was, a, that was a very well attended, like, outdoor thing, which is hot, super hot, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. South but Texas a fourth, on July uh, an early or second, second, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it was like a patriotic celebration and stuff. But that gig went great. A lot of folks showed up for that one. But then the next day, okay, so this is the third. I had to fly out to New York because I was going to be performing on the fourth with the Resilient right. in a parade. Right. Yes. Oh, that's in right. The, that's right. The fourth of the fourth of July parade in the Hamptons, like the big parade there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you're on a uh, float, right? You guys were on a float? float. Yeah, okay. yeah, and that which uh, was had been built for us gradually over the last couple of weeks, with like this intense email chain, you know, and like a lot of volunteers, you know, and a lot and of decoupage it's like, and paper mache. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, I don't know. it was it was pretty straightforward. Right. I, I, we we'll add some photos in the uh, in the description, right? I mean, we can, we can do that. Yeah, well, on well, the we site, get, yeah. yeah, we get at least on the website. Yeah, exactly on the website, and so. On the third, I had to fly back from Harlingen to Houston, and then from Houston to LaGuardia. And then when I landed at LaGuardia, like all the plans had changed. I'm amazed that you pro- haven't had any flight cancellations at this point. This is fantastic. None. Wow. None. I was super paranoid too because everybody yeah, was coming. Everybody everywhere. was flying. I was like, I was like, if one flight is is canceled by a certain amount, this is all over. You it's know, done. Mm-hmm. it's done. I was lucky that when I landed, the plans had only changed a, li- a little bit. But it was like the hotel, like had, you know, we had rooms booked and everything, and they were all gone. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't through me, but we all ended up staying in this like mansion in the Hamptons. <laughs> nice. But, like, but, but but we could only stay for a, for a couple of like we could only sleep for a couple hours. Like by now it's like midnight, oh, and we God. have to be up at six a.m. for this like 
float oh prep. Oh, my God. And then, like, mm-hmm. getting cue for the parade. Because at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock, we're, like, rocking out on this float. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you guys really playing, or is this... We're really playing. You are so really not playing. So not only that, not only that. Okay. We're also, as it turns out, someone was supposed to come and help us with sound. We were running our own sound. We had brought our own PA from Pennsylvania. Holy crap. Um, so we're running our own sound. On a float? And remember, this band is... Off a generator on a float? a generator on a float. Jeez, a Pete. Yeah, and... What could go wrong? I mean, everything. Everything went wrong <laughs> before, before we... But then we fixed it, and then we, we did the float, and we crushed... The, and it was really, really fun. So we are playing some originals and some covers as we were going down. And I'm, like, waving to the people. You know, I practiced my princess wave. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's Fourth of July. And it, it's, I never had a gig like that where the audience is constantly new. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. we, would like, we would cycle through songs because I was like, oh, we got to keep it up. Like, play that one again, you know, like. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's also it great, was, right? Because nobody's heard any of the stuff that you're playing, even yeah. if you've played the same song. Yeah. And it's, it's also a parade, so they're already excited. You know, they're not like, arms crossed, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> Entertain me. Yeah, exactly. So we went ahead and did that. You know, you got to understand, like, this gig in particular, I'd been nervous about for a while because I just didn't. It was such a mystery box. Sure. So sure. many variables. <laughs> so many variables. And we were responsible for so much. And as you know, I mean, there's a band of injured guys. So, like, when we're running mm-hmm. our own sound, it's, there's only a few, there's actually only a very, like, three of us, really, that can contribute to that yeah. in, a, in, yeah. a meaningful, in a meaningful physical way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, Dom and Tim are, like, are hearing being like, this, you know, this is, like, we need to move this up, da, da, da. But we got it down, and it sounded pretty good. That's it, awesome. Yeah, it sounded really good. Oh, my God, though, man. It was... There are also people, pe- people coming up like, "Hey, you guys sound great!" Yeah, da da da. And I'd be like, "This speaker, for, this one's a little louder than this one." And oh, we're geez. like, I was like, I was like, we know. <laughs> F- <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like, meanwhile, like, I don't know if it's like, if this dude is gonna like give the band like six figures someday. I don't know. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, I gotta be, yeah. I gotta yeah, be careful. Nice. But at the same time, I'm like. <laughs> we'll check on it once we take a right on Linwood. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to. You need the sound good when you get to Main Street. That's yeah, what's really yeah. important. <laughs> oh my God. You know. You got the shriners buzzing around you on their little cars. I'm like, oh, I'm like, you know, my eyes are stinging <laughs> from like just travel and no sleep, and you know. And I'm just oh. like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. anyway, it went great. So well, in fact, that we actually won the Mayor's Cup. So we got like a trophy. Yeah. It was great. Um, and then, Beautiful. But then we drove back to um, Pennsylvania to Tim's house and uh, we had some, some pizza and slept and now I feel a lot better. But Heck yeah, yes, dude. we're doing this morning podcast. You, probably, you might hear in my voice that I'm not a, uh, yeah, I'm a little. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So but it's yeah. early for all of us. It's early for all of us. We're all adapting. We're all adapting. Mm-hmm. We all had mm-hmm. a big 4th of July. So we're uh, in here in the studio at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Not the typical time we record. So. You're getting some different energy coming at you through your headphones. Yeah. Through your morning commute. Morning work mode for Jay and I, I think. Yeah. Ugh. Just checking things these off. these peer reviews yeah. here soon. Yeah, exactly. We always got to stay flexible to do this 152? That's right. 152 in a row. No doubt. No less. Boom. 
All right, let's get this bad boy started. Let's do it. You should check it Yes, that's right. This is You Should Check It Out, celebrating our independence from the <laughs> big podcast man uh, for 152 straight episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, happy to be here with you. Um, hope you all had a great 4th of July. This is a belated 4th of July episode. Um, my name's Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. And we got an awesome show for you today. Uh, I'm going to be, I got a new bit, new uh-huh. bit with an intro sound effect thing that's going to make you all laugh. Cool. <laughs> Okay. Can't wait. We're going to hear this very soon. Yes. Uh, and Nick is going to be uh, talking about royalty rates, publishing fees, and uh, associated documentation. It's and mind-numbing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg's going to be but talking it, about an album that came out a couple, about a month ago. Yeah. With, uh, well, featuring honestly, some, I, I, some musicians I, I, we, we like. Yeah, yeah. I'll be talking about the album, but mostly I'll be talking about the effect of said album um, and what it sort of reveals about another Thing. Mm. If you're a fan of the implications, uh, perhaps yeah, mm. yeah the knockout okay. effects. All right, all right. Well, let's do this thing. Yes, let's get things started. As I said, I uh, spent yesterday during the day um, with my wife Anne's family. It was awesome. I got to see um, her dad and her mom and the rest of her family. And uh, you know, her dad is an avid listener to our podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, it's been a while since I've seen him. So we got to catch up on a bunch of stuff. Hello, Mr. Lentz. Yep, and uh, the thing that shocked me, it shouldn't have shocked me, but it, it did. He went out of his way, he and his wife, went out of his way to say how much he really loved the Sleeper song that we debuted. Oh, yeah, cool. Structural cool. integrity. He loved it. So did his wife. Fantastic. He said, it's really jazzy. Loved your singing on it, Jay. And Greg, phew, man, that, that <laughs> guitar playing at the end, that was that was something. So. Wow. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you. All right. Yeah. And I didn't pay him to say that. Good. But because he was nice to me, I am going to play the song that he recommended to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is by a guy named Nat Stuckey, uh, who's an old country art- artist. I think passed away in the 80s or 90s. Wrote a couple of hits. Was actually the voice of Spuds McKenzie on a couple of Budweiser commercials. Oh, okay. Wrote some jingles for Pepsi and uh, Coke back in the day. And this is a song <laughs> called Honey, Don't Pay the Ransom. Stopped off for a beer on my way home, and I saw this broken-hearted sweet thing crying all alone. My tender heart was deeply touched at the sight of a woman's tears, so I said, "Hi there!" I pulled up a chair and I ordered us a couple of beers. We must have drunk a gallon of brew when I looked at my watch; it was half past two, and I suddenly realized I hadn't even called my wife. Knowing what would happen to me when I got home I nearly broke my neck getting to a phone And here's what I told her in an effort to save my life Don't pay the ransom, honey, I've escaped Considering what I've been through, I'm in good shape Well, my wrists and ankles are a little sore from the tape But don't pay the ransom, honey, I've escaped I mean, hey, he was thinking on the fly. <laughs> <laughs> and to call, don't stuff. pay the ransom. 
Yeah. Don't pay the ransom, Nat Stucky. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So, guys, I'm in Independence Day mode. Oh. Um, as I said, we had a huge fireworks display, and while I'm sitting out there watching the fireworks, I, it dawned on me that I didn't have a uh, topic to talk about for this week's podcast. Okay. So, I started thinking about independence, freedom, and sometimes, sometimes in the course of human events, it pays to break free from the shackles that hold you. Mm-hmm. Even if what you're doing is successful in the eyes of millions, sometimes it pays to break free. So I'm calling this bit, Independence Pays. Mm. <laughs> ah, okay. Love it. Independence Pays. Thank you. Love it. That's a great good mashup. Good mashup. Thank you. So, yeah, now I was thinking about like, solo artists who came from a previously successful band. So not, not an artist that came from mm-hmm. nowhere, but left a very successful band and went on to even more success as a solo mm. artist. Okay. So That is the criteria, more success. More success, and of course that's nebulous. You can define that however you want. And I do have a couple of edge cases that I want to run by you. Ones that it's kind of debatable whether or not they're more successful. But if I could just start the conversation here with a couple mm-hmm. of like the, the big hitters. I mean, the, the one in my mind that stands out is Michael Jackson. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jackson, Jackson 5, hugely successful group in their time. Mm-hmm. But you don't get too much more successful than Michael Jackson yeah. as a solo artist. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I don't know why, but the next on my list, George Michael. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of, of Wham. Not sure. Yeah, Wham. He's got to definitely be more successful as a solo artist. Probably. Yeah. We got one, one band that spawned two artists, and this is the first probably of my edge cases here. You got both Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel coming yes. out of Genesis. Yeah. Genesis is a pretty popular band. Mm-hmm. Did very well. But, but it, I think but you could that argue that Phil Disney Collins... Money. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Once Phil Collins, especially gets into that, you know, crafting the hits throughout the 80s, I think he's probably more successful outside of Genesis. I don't know. I think Peter Gabriel from a solo career, because, like, Phil Collins got the, like, Disney hookup. Um, True. But do you think that Phil Collins is more successful than Peter Gabriel as a solo artist, not including, like, film work? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 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 definitely. I think... I mean, he had Sledgehammer and I don't know, all those... Oh, no, no, Peter... I mean, they're both right up there. I'm not trying to... I, I think they both are extremely successful, but if, I mean, Phil Collins is kind of rarefied air as a solo artist, I think. Okay. I think. All right, let me run through a couple of others that I, that are kind of no doubters. Rod Stewart and the Faces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, Lionel Richie coming out of the Commodores. Mm, okay. Um, Beyonce out of Naturally. Destiny's Child. Yep, Destiny's Child. Justin Timberlake coming out of NSYNC. Mm-hmm. Peter Frampton out of Humble Pie. Okay. Um, Neil Young, yeah. yeah, Buffalo Springfield, Jason Isbell, my boy, Jason Isbell, and this is a good one, came out of the Drive-By Truckers, yes. who were a moderately successful band, but definitely Jason Isbell's way more successful as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. So let me run a couple edge cases by you, and then I want to get, if you guys have any to throw in here. Mm-hmm. What about Dr. Dre? Yeah, I, was just, I would consider that. I mean, he was not only the, uh, you know, in NWA, like as a rapper, but also as a producer. Yeah. Yeah, um, and obviously is like he was the first billionaire rapper, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, when he made that Beats deal. 
Yeah. yeah, he definitely had more success, like financial success, on his own. Not ne- even necessarily yeah, from the artist, but it was kind of like he could he can wear whatever hat he wants to. Yeah, and, definitely. And he kind of got that entrepreneurial thing going. Gotcha. All right, what about what about Mr. Sting? I definitely mm-hmm. would think Mr. Sting. Mr. Yeah. Sting. I mean, the Police were a really successful group. Oh, and, and it is more successful. Success, mm. More success as a solo artist. I would say um, on par. It's yeah. kind of equal, right? Yeah, seems seems like it would be on par. I mean, I don't have his I don't have his books in front of me, but <laughs> yeah. not many people do. Mm-hmm. Um, how about Paul Simon? See, you've taken all of mine now. Oh dang! So I, I, I have none left. Um, that was the only one that I had <laughs> remaining. All right. I think well, so. I, I think Paul Simon. Well, I think I think what he did, like he had more creativity on that side, and I think the output was better, and I think he was more acclaimed. I agree um, with that. So I think like successfully, a, kind of an acclaimed artist, I think came after after he broke out on his own. I think so. I think so. It, I mean, Simon and Garfunkel were obviously hugely popular, but that was kind of a short-lived thing. It was late '60s to the middle middle '60s to the middle '70s, really. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Paul Simon's still going strong. Um, it's almost it's, it almost begs the question: like, are they known more? For their solo career or for the band, like money that Ooh, could be, okay. you know what I mean? I, that's maybe how I mm-hmm. how I would look at it. Are they known more as a solo artist? I see it, that it, in the Sting case, I think Sting is definitely known more as a solo artist than as a member of the Police. As a member of the Police, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though his some of the Police songs may have charted more, but he still had a, a bunch of huge hits as yeah. a solo artist. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. This is it. The one I couldn't really figure out, but I, I'm not too big into the pop music space. Gwen Stefani. Ooh. Um, it's funny. You know, the kids don't, because she's been so prevalent on, like, on television as well. Right. I mean, she's everywhere. She's the witch on The Voice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, whew. I, th- I feel like she's almost like a, like her, her brand. She's going on to develop herself as a brand. Yeah. More than really a only solo had, artist. Like, like, one or two Hits is a solo artist. Yeah, right? Hollaback or Hollaback Earl and yeah, some other one. But yeah, but definitely like more known, especially today, rather than a member of No Doubt, which was a very popular band back in the day. Yes. Yeah. All oh. right. That's my list. That's my list. Craig, you got any more to, to add? I already took all. Yeah. Of this. Yeah. There's a few, a few of the conversation here. How about like Morrissey? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I think that one definitely falls into the camp of more known because mm-hmm. i don't well maybe not he he has had some he couldn't have made that much money in the smiths <laughs> that's true i don't know you look back at those smiths like especially overseas they were a really popular group and they had a bunch of singles but i don't know that's a tough one good pull i have though. a few more i have a few more i mean uh, now nick dude did you have any more that you wanted to try or should i keep going i, mean, I don't want to po- take it one that popped in my head when jay said beyonce was 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 harry styles i think he's on his way yes um, on his and way I, I, and yeah. I, oh. I, I, I think no, dude, he's already will beyond. Be, he, I think he's already way beyond One Direction. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, 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 and that's the thing. I'm not. I never will probably go to that to that to that catalog. To so, but I am actually interested in what he's doing. Like like his latest album is actually not not bad at all. Have you? By no. the way, this is a follow up from our previous conversation. Great. You guys yeah. were defending Harry Styles. I threw him out as like kind of like a a joke comment. And you guys, well, you should actually go check out that album. Well, I did, and I liked it. It, it was good. Every song's like, whoa, this is still Harry Styles. This is wild. Not bad. 
Yeah, no, he's 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 really good. Um, yeah. he's obviously you know talented, but he's make, he's making really good choices as far yeah. as like who's yep. in his band and who you know. It's actually a lot of. Um, it seems like a pretty tight knit group of uh, musicians that he's known for a long time, and mm-hmm. you know that he that he takes around with him, and he's done Howard Stern a few times. Lovely chap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but really, like he's 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 more down to earth than you would think. I, I remember you know, from, from the interviews. I remember the Grammys, not this past one, but the year before, when they had when it was the first one when COVID was still kind of they were still trying to figure out how to present it and make it not uh, mm-hmm. reprehensible. And they had this big room where bands were kind of like s- like spread out across the room. Right, right. And he walked over just to watch the Black Pumas play, uh-huh. and I just yeah, remember yeah. thinking like. That's that's a pretty cool move right there. That yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. I, you just gained some respect. Yeah, right he there had to he had to go see them. That reminds yeah. me of uh, Adrian was posting this clip of Eddie Vedder on stage with a black Puma shirt, being like, "It's one of my favorite bands." <laughs> nice. I was like, Dude, I was like, "Wow, Adrian." <laughs> He's like, "If ten year old me had ever, you know, <laughs> you're right, <laughs> right, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, what you know." If, if I could um, give myself a pat in the head and be like, "It's gonna be all right, buddy." <laughs> Look yeah, at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a few more. Go. Let's see. And don't mind the uh, the uh, morning chatter. I, I, this is the best I could do for. I, I, you might hear some some Can't voices. Can't even hear. The, no? Oh, really? Oh, sorry. Have him come in. Uh, come <laughs> so okay, we did Morrissey. Uh, Elliot Smith. Who was he with? Heat Miser. If you never heard them. Okay. You go yeah. We, we. I don't we, know. We played like, some ones. I think. I, you definitely meet the criteria, but I just. I, was that a band, or was that he, like his project in a band's name? Right. I, was it? It was a band. Did they have any success as a band? Um, I mean, they were touring. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about. It. They didn't have any like big singles though, as yeah. far as I know. I'll allow it. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Diana Ross. Oh, mm. that's excellent. Very good. From Diana Ross and the Supreme. Lauren Hill. And that's an interesting one because. Hmm. She just she just popped back up playing uh, doing a song a Fuji song I think. Really? Yeah, yeah. she was just in the news uh, from this past weekend. I think she and uh, and and is it Wyclef? What? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever watched her MTV Unplugged show? I never seen no. it, but I, I know she did one. It is a uh, it's a sight to behold, man. It's um if you can allow me a slight tangent, maybe this is a like a topic for a future episode, but. She basically went on stage, I guess, as like a way to secure her rep as a real artist and poet of some talent, which she is. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's debating that. But she basically like improved all the songs on the spot. And it was just her on acoustic guitar. Like there's no other instrumentation, just her on like oh, nylon wow. string guitar singing these songs that went on for like eight minutes that no one had ever heard before because she was just making them up on the spot. <laughs> and it is like beyond cringy at some points oh okay. it's really no. really hard to listen to <laughs> wow um interesting yeah. it, it's it's really kind of a fascinating listen if well, you're into that, not, so. not, not to go too far down in down into that tangent but do you remember when robert glasper he went on some radio show and described his uh interact like his being hired by lauren hill to be in her band and just no, absolutely went crazy like he, he went well he didn't go crazy she, he was saying like this is what happened and wow. it's not a good situation. You know what mm. I mean? And, yeah. uh, I think she's dealing with mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it seems like. Um, like, it doesn't, it Jay, doesn't would, pay folks, would, just, like, really bossy and, like, really yeah. crazy. Oof. Would Tina Turner... That's a great one, man. ...fall into this? I think so. 
I, I think they, so, definitely. I guess she was Ike and Tina Turner was kind of like the, the rise, right? Yeah, yeah, Does absolutely. that count? Okay, all right. I mean, right. they were extremely, I think that's a perfect one because they were extremely popular back in the day, but she's way more successful and known as a solo artist. Sure. Cool, all right. Yeah. Um, Cher, also. Yeah, Cher, mm. yeah. About, uh, here's, here's, here's one. Bjork. Ooh. What What's was the name of what her? What was the band? Television? Yeah. No. Sugar Cubes. Sugar Cubes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I love me some Bjork. It's got to be in the right mood and in the right winter. But, I, I but how do you feel Bjork. about Sugar Cubes? <laughs> Honestly, Kreshmir was into Sugar Cubes. Or, really? or, you know, yeah, yeah. He would, he would, he would pull them up. So yeah, no, it's cool stuff. But I definitely. I, I mm. love where her where her head goes when she's got to run space up there in Iceland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, finally, I was I had Annie, Annie Lennox. You're yeah. like, you know, it's like I, I don't know, not really my scene, but uh, Eurythmics obviously have like the big hits. But Annie Lennox did have. A and she's done a bunch of film scoring too, right? I think so. Of, yeah. Um, and then sure. And then finally, we have Roger. 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 <laughs> Uh, well, see, I th- I'm going to disqualify nah, that because nah, Pink nah, was way bigger than whatever Roger Waters done solo. Yeah, no, it's it's true. And, and and when he tours, it's everyone wants to hear the Pink Floyd stuff. Like, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So cool. Which, by the way, I'm seeing him tomorrow night. All right, at, at the Igloo in Pittsburgh. Oh, nice. We're all going. We, we all we're all going to going out there. Is he the performing on stage? Yeah, the resilience heading down to, to go see Roger at the Igloo, which is where the Pittsburgh Penguins play. Right. It's the oh. op- o- opening night of his new tour. Ro- Roger Waters on ice. Roger Waters in the round. <laughs> in the round. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool. You know, so it, 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 I'm very excited because it's, uh, it's going to be, I, I don't know what he's got planned. Nobody does. Like, nobody's seen the show yet. Oh, wow. Nice. So, yeah. And uh, hoping to mingle with some of the old bandmates that I've known. And well, help us uh, hi. I'll have a tales from the concert next week. Excellent. <laughs> How are uh, Nick the... and Jay? <laughs> <laughs> How are the boys? They're still carrying on as usual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, thank you for your input. Appreciate it. This is a good yeah. one. Independent Total. phase, baby. Now, I, I got to say, though. What? The, the bit is, if you're talking about money, though, that's what got me thinking about it. That like someone like Roger is making more money now than he was in Pink Floyd. Uh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. It that's was what, really that's the pays was just what, because it was a good play on the word days. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> quite that maybe I shouldn't but, look too into it. But there is <laughs> no. I mean, that anyway. would be. I can definitely see a lot of the artists that we were talking about. You know, Gwen Stefani. I mean. Obviously, oh. getting way more paid than she was in, in No Doubt. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those would be it takes takes any debate out, debate out of it. But yeah, there's, there's a great No No Doubt tribute uh, based out of San Diego that we play some with sometimes. Some uh, doubt called No Duh. No Duh. <laughs> no Duh. <laughs> no Duh. It's good. It's a good. That's a that's a good name. Anyway. <laughs> cool. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, boys. Nick. Yeah. Hey, um, so last week I played a song uh, by Tune Yards because it was this. We were listening to it in the car prior to right. going the the jam uh, with right. Greg, and I had misattributed. Initially, I was right. like, "This is Dutch Uncles," and it's not. So I thought this week 
let's go ahead and listen to Dutch Uncles because they're they're very different. Um, oh, excellent! But but excellent. I wanted to I wanted to get this track out there. This is uh this is called Brio. Brio. Who'd you say this was? This is a band called Dutch Uncles. Okay. Um, that they formed back in I think like 08, 09. Then they they have uh, they list like their influences are Steve Reich, King Crimson, yeah. XTC. Makes sense. Um, the the guitarist also plays the vibes on stage. Nice. Um, and the the singer is also playing piano. But they've got a they've got a really cool sound as far as I'm concerned. The only honestly the only thing, and I've, I've listened to the album. This came, this is the last track off of. This is the the Brio is the last track on an album they released in 2013 called Out of Touch in the Wild. And the only thing that I can't resolve is whether or not I'm okay with his voice because the mel- his vocal melody is so distinct and almost out of place. But yeah. there's some really cool like at certain parts it even sounds like chamber music. Um, it's 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 really it's it's a good album. It's a good yeah. listen. I dug um, it. I dug it. I'm going to have to check the rest of their stuff out. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool. But my fourth was also jam-packed and, and quite busy, but we had a, a, a wonderful day. And then I, I got home, got the boys in bed. It was like 11 o'clock last night. And I had, as I was driving home, I was thinking like, oh, Lord, I got to figure out what am I talking about on the podcast? <laughs> uh, because the, the weekend was just so jam-packed. And I came across a story. Uh, I think I saw it first in Pitchfork that was titled Copyright Royalty Board Votes to Raise Publisher and Songwriting, Songwriter Royalty Rates. So I clicked on that, and then that led me actually to a variety story, which was a much more comprehensive, um, I'll link to both of these in the show notes, but a much more comprehensive breakdown of what, what's been going on. Mm-hmm. And essentially, artists are going to be getting, going from 10.5% to 15.1% uh, royalties from the streaming services, from for the years 2018 through 2022. Uh, And this is something that first came up in 2018 that there was a lot of back and forth about. The decision ultimately that just dropped, it kind of gave gave some things to the, it set a cap on the, uh, on how much of that extra increase the labels had to pay, which is essentially nothing, um, and put it entirely onto the streaming services. Hmm. Um, It's a really, it's a dense, it's a dense article, and it, it's got like a lot of different viewpoints, uh, especially the variety piece. It gets quotes from almost every player yeah. in each sector. 
But it really, what it came down to for me, and what I thought was interesting, and if we can boil it down, is how much should a streaming service make? Uh, because really, that's what this is eating into. This is telling the streaming services, you got to take some of those profits you're getting and give more of that to the artists. And really, what it, what it boiled down to for me is, like, what, what should be the margin for a streaming service? Because, because you've got the label, who's the representation of the artist, and then you've got the actual platform that, the, that, is, that is selling a music service, collecting that money and playing those songs for them. Mm-hmm. And... And the streaming services are kind of up in arms right now because this comes directly out of their pockets to the, to the extent that they've actually asked for a delay in having to fulfill these increased in royal, increased royalty uh, payments. Right. And I don't, I, I don't have a straightforward answer on this, but it, it's a different situation. It's, it, they, they're not the content holder. Like in Netflix, where you've got TV and television kind of... They're a service like, provider. They're a distributor. They, 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 they really are. And, and what, 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 does, what is that margin? Like what, how much more do you eat into it before... Uh, before it's not, it doesn't make business sense for them to have this platform. Yeah. Um, um, and where does this, ta- where does this, where do we, where do we go with this? Well, first of all, I, I didn't know that there was a thing called the Copyright Royalty Board. And where the heck have they been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean, I, it just like blows my mind that there is some kind of, I don't know, is it a trade organization? Is it a union thing? Did you get into that, Nick? Um, it is a, it seems to be a, mm, I, I, it's very possible I'm going to get this wrong, but from, uh, from my recollection from the articles, it's kind of a conglomeration of different unions, almost as a representative group. Yeah. So they've kind of like put their efforts into one body yeah. that can kind of speak on their behalf and they all kind of contribute to, you know, their say into that yeah. body. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably just making recommendations. I mean, they're not setting policy for any of this but you know it's but it almost it almost feels like a super union yeah 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 um they definitely have some clout because they were able to i mean this is not this is not something that they're like discuss that, that they've requested in hopes and and and, and then are gonna you know stage like a, a a strike or pull their music from the platforms if they don't do it like this seems to be some sort of regulatory body that everybody right. subscribes into right um right. so uh, yeah, good, but for good first question, where the heck have you guys been? <laughs> <laughs> Which, to, in all honesty, these things are usually made. The, the ones that, the ones that fund these things are 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 they probably are mostly the labels. So, the the money that funds this organization uh, is, is obviously a, a big part of why the decision went the way yeah. it went. Um, that makes sense. So, to your question, I mean, I don't know what it costs to run a streaming service. Obviously, I'm sure it's not cheap. Well, let's assume you're recouping your costs. At least recouping your costs, yeah. Let's assume you're recouping your costs. How much? Because really, that to me, that's what it came down to. It's like, oh, this is, they're just, they're directly, you know, the labels who have been making bank the past couple of years and also probably recouping tremendous losses from the 2000s when kind of Napster killed the entire industry. But now you've got the streaming service, which is where the revenue is coming from. And, and, and the labels are making a killing off of it. Um, the artists are not. Yeah. Uh, the labels don't have to pay anything extra towards the artists. This is yeah. coming directly out of the streaming services pocket, which I, I don't mean, disagree with. But I mean, I I think it should be similar to, you know, like 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 we said, they're a distributor, and I know that's not sexy, 
-hmm. because from Spotify's perspective, they're like, well, we've built this community and we've Mm -hmm. built this great front end and we've built these great apps that everyone can use and they're easy. And, you know, so we, it's not just a distribution. We're not just a distribution service. I'm sure they would make that argument. But to me, like, all you are is serving music to the people. You are not creating the content. I, I guess they create some podcasts, but they're not creating the content. They're delivering mm-hmm. the content. So, not yet they're not. Right, right. And so, I mean, to me, like, if you talk about standard distributor, I mean, the margins are pretty thin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. In, in any other industry, you, you'd be working with pretty thin margins, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I can't give you a number, but that's, you know, and I, I'm sure there's plenty of money floating around in this pool right now. There were, there's an interesting parallel, which is that, especially because of that Napster, uh, because Napster kind of came along and just crushed the music industry from a, from a profit standpoint for a solid like seven to 10 years. Um, I was re- actually in this article, I think it mentions like year over year, labels lost like 80 to 85% of their previous really? years, like, yeah, year over year through the 2000s. I never knew um, it was that substantial. I just thought it was always kind of them screaming. Yeah, tough, just, yeah tough for just, us. Yeah, just screaming or crying wolf. So, so what's interesting is that the television and film industry they kind of leapfrogged as far as evo- like they evolved faster uh, than the music industry because they didn't have this huge weird disruption thing yeah. where like everybody was just downloading free content right. for some sustained period of time and to the point that consumers got used to getting to it, getting it for free. Yeah. which is really the brilliance right. of the streaming model. Right, right. To me, I think it, it, it either means that, that, that these services are going to start to try to do what like Netflix has done, where they've got like, artists signed directly, or more likely, I think, is you'll probably see sometime in the next five to ten years, they're going to start merging with, with one of the three big, yeah. um, like Universal Music um, yeah. and the other, Sony and the other one. And that's probably where this ends up going. I can totally see that. I can totally see both those scenarios happening. You know. Yeah, because both sides, both the labels and the streaming service, they want to, they want to, they want to get rich off this. Mm-hmm. Um, they want it to be a lucrative, a lucrative business opportunity. And and the reality and is, like you said, the distri- distribution part of it, it, those are tight margins in any yeah. other industry. Yeah, and I don't think either one of those scenarios, you know, Spotify or any of the platforms, like creating their own content or you know mm-hmm. becoming a label in and of themselves, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Or a merger with one of the major labels. You know, I think a merger, would, would be, a merger would be tough for artists because it would just consolidate the power. It, it'd be tough for artists and it would probably be less convenient for consumers. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a way to like address some of these issues that have been lingering for a long time. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not something I would want to see necessarily, but maybe that's what needs to happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Greg, what, what do you think? You're on the artist side of this. Well, you guys are covering a lot of what I would say anyway, but uh, obviously it's, you know, artists are getting, have been getting taken advantage of. Um, it's, it's been a difficult thing to fight when, because, you know, if you can't put, uh, was it Pandora back in the box mm-hmm. <laughs> with streaming? That's um, a good joke. It's, it's not like it's going to, you know, the technology, once it reaches a certain point, you have to just deal deal with it. You have to you you have to evolve. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think that as much as the uh, the labels and uh, streaming services, you know, they're evolving. The artists have to evolve too. They mm-hmm. have to think about different opportunities. You know, moving forward as well. So yeah, no doubt. Um, but it's good to see you know the the percentage. I'm just concerned about the, uh, 
with, with this procedural error. It, it almost seems like someone just stuck a zero right there after the one. <laughs> right? What, yeah, yeah. Like, well, how, this, did, how did it go from 10.5 to 15.1? That, that's what I'm fixated on, but that's just me. That's, that's basically what they had negotiated in 2018 was that they wanted it, they right. wanted the royalty increase from from 10.1 to 15% in response to all of the pushback for on artists behalf that you know streaming services weren't paying out enough um, yeah so Which it, they it really weren't. It, yeah. it really makes the streaming service the one that's got to have to pay all of it which was with the label's objective in this whole negotiating back and forth thing right. so um, well, let, let them fight. Let them fight over it. I, I have no problem with that. You know, if mm-hmm. they have to keep using resources and time to fight each other, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Because then, as long as the artist is going to get more at the end of it, right? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Obviously, cool. I'm on that side of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Well, that's what I got. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Right on, Nick. Right on, Gregory. Glorious. Hey. Well, I uh, I saw an article of which I'll get to in a second. Um, that I figured you guys would at least be curious to read. So let's start with a song. We've listened to this band already a little bit. This is a new band with some <laughs> older guys. This is called mm-hmm. The Smile, mm-hmm. featuring uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood of Radiohead and a new drummer whose name I don't have off the top of my head. Let's spin, let's spin a, a track from their debut album, which is now out on all your streaming services. <laughs> yeah. We certainly do not. <laughs> Love that song. Yeah. He's uh, he, he's got he's got such a way, doesn't he? <laughs> he sure does. So Nick and, and Jay and I bonded for, for a few listeners out there when um, we were in college together from fall of two thousand to summer of two thousand one. That's basically it that we were actually in school together. During that time, Kid A came out. Mm-hmm. And. That was kind of a game-changing album for everyone. Well, I don't want to say everyone yet, but it would prove to be a, a game-changing album. We sort of all felt it. No doubt. Didn't we, boys? Yeah. Almost yes. immediately, yeah. We, and I, no, I, I mean, I remember Nick coming in and being like, you guys got to hear this, this new Radiohead album. It's, it's incredible, you know? Which we probably and, got uh, off and listened to it. And, 100%. Yeah, I guess you did. But then I, yeah. I, then I remember... We went on winter break, and I remember picking it up at a Best Buy. 
That's good. Good for I you. Did, I did eventually buy the yeah. album. Yeah. Just yeah. I've, I've bought it many times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a book yeah. you give away and then buy another one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same with, with yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I, so obviously Radiohead was a big factor in us. You know, we, we bonded over Radiohead because then what happened is we started going down the, uh, you know, the entire discography and then Amnesiac came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hail to the Thief, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought of you guys when I saw this article with the headline, Radiohead, most influential rock band of the century, is never coming back. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait, you think? Yeah, I do. But he does, but you know he what? D- he does lay out some interesting points, though. I, go I go attach, for it, Greg. Yeah, 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 break it down, break it down. So he says, like, you know, he basically makes the case that, you know, Radiohead has been on a break for a while. They had to get away from each other, is what they said. Yeah. And it would be very Radiohead-esque of them to have actually broken up or at least not have any plans to go back to doing Radiohead yeah. without actually announcing it or telling right. anybody. Right. That would mm-hmm. actually be very much what they would do if they were to break up. True. Now, that the, he, he, this guy is not in the camp, as far as we know. Right. But he's here to claim that A Moon-Shaped Pool, their last mm-hmm. real studio album... Mm-hmm. was actually kind of like a farewell album. Hmm. And that now that they're moving on and doing these new projects like The Smile, that this is it, actually. They're never going to come back together. What, okay, now, what do you guys think? Nick, you seem to have some thoughts. <laughs> I just, I, I don't think that, that, I don't think that's how any of these guys think. Like, I don't, I think Moonshape Pool even was, that they, they weren't certain they were going to do another album when they did that one. Um, and I, I just feel like it, it's part of what's, I trust where they go with stuff, and also I, I love them so much that I don't attach hope, so that I don't get let down. And it's just like you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna see where these guys pop back up, and I, I just don't I don't believe that they've that there's like a, that they've closed any book because that just doesn't seem like how they do things. It's just mm. keep options open. It's not a great time right now. Like we had some problems with the last album, or, or we had some you know dip, you know some some conflicts. But let's see where we are in a couple of years, and I just I, I would expect more. That's why because it. You never know what these guys are going to come up with. Um, Or not come uh, up with. Or or not come up with. But as far as Mm -hmm. them like secretly breaking up, I just, I think that's, that's silly nonsense. Well, 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 okay. But there's, but he might be like, if they just never do it again, you know, but that would be right. I think the thing that would happen would be one of them passes. Like that, that to me would be when I would actually believe that they're not going to like just jump Mm -hmm. back in a studio one day Mm -hmm. and and, and pull together more stuff. Because again, None of them are blowhards that would like put down like their foot and be like never again. Um, oh, so it, you never know. I don't, I don't know, know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I, I could see, see them Tom being, pulling a move like that. Really? Or something went down. Yeah, I don't know. Or, like, I, of, or, or, or Johnny Greenwood being like, I don't want to do Radiohead anymore. You know, like and sure. it would. It, it could like I. I don't know. I don't know them. You know, so it would. Uh, I'll put it this way: it wouldn't surprise me if we never heard any more. Radiohead material, I would obviously be disappointed, you know, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. So in that respect, I agree with the article in a sense. But because the thing is, when they announced what the smile was, it's pretty rare to have an existing band and have a couple members of said band mm-hmm. go mm. off and do a, a side project. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty rare occurrence and usually not a good sign. Right, if you're reading the tea leaves, that you have a, a, a sect 
of the band splitting off and doing something different. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, but as far as, but again, it's it, to me, it's I just unless I'm wrong, unless I would just like ignore any negative Radiohead articles. <laughs> like I just have never gotten the sense that any one of them have the egos that's like. You know, like Phil Selway's not going to be like, well, since they did that, screw them. I'm never going to show back up in a studio with them. Yeah. Um, and 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 because the and that's such one thing I love about about Radiohead in general is they don't bring a, a ton of ego to the to the table when they're making the music because it's it's really for the the purpose of the songs or the purpose of the album or serves the song serves the album. I I just I I, I actually probably am in the same place that you are, uh, Jay, which is I, I I would be disappointed but wouldn't be surprised. I'm just taking it from the optimistic side of it. Of yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they got back in the studio and did another album at some point. Um, yeah, no, and, and, and yeah, you have the right to be uh, obviously optimistic. I mean, and, and this is clickbaity because yeah, like wait, Radiohead and breakup like in the right, same right. sentence that yeah. like cannot cannot process. But at the same time, we don't know what it's like to be on the road with that. You know, I mean, You're right. or maybe they'll they, you know any band that's been doing it. For, it's amazing they've been together as long as they have. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what yeah. I, that's what it made me realize. I was like, yeah, that the fact that like no one has ever even considered them breaking up. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know about, what I mean? It kind of tells you something. You think about a band that's like as artistically motivated as, as Radiohead is. Usually a, a band like that, and there's not too many of them, they have trouble touring to the type of places and number of people that they play to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you go to see Radiohead, you got to go see him in an arena, you know, mm-hmm. or a large festival. And typically, like, really artistically minded bands don't enjoy that experience. Yeah. Um, Radiohead seems to thrive in it from all intents, from what I can see, and they do a great mm-hmm. job. But maybe they just want to take some of the heat off and just be like, but <laughs> I mean, the irony of that is if they were to. They certainly pick wouldn't back need to up, smile. Yeah, if they oh, were to pick back up as Radiohead and go on tour again, the interest would be even greater than it is now, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could really see it going either way. I obviously I, I want more Radiohead material, and I, I I I if I was to say like percentage, let's all do that. Let's let's give a percentage on what you think the uh, likelihood is that they'll make another album. Say, so, can we do that? Uh, yeah. Mm. Okay. So I I would put myself at. 65% right now. 65% sure that they will make another album. Yeah, I was going to say 80. 80. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be the most pessimistic at 50 50. 50 50. Okay. Because, well, because not only that, but like you mentioned, like, oh, it's a sect of the band because it's Tom, it's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's also Nigel Godrich. He's, mm-hmm. he, you oh, know, that's I mean, true. Yeah. So that's like yeah. really kind of half of Radiohead. Like, I think anytime we have a band, a band and then you have like teams within the band. Yep. It's like Jay said, it's like not a not the best sign. Right. As far as like, oh, but you know, uh, one thing that he did say in the article, which again, I don't know who, I don't even know who this cat is, but he says like, you know, most bands end ugly. So it's fitting that Radiohead alone found the right way to disappear completely. <laughs> you know, the, 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 at every point in time, like when they've done an album, they'll do interviews and, and you'll hear them talk about like, what, what voice do we, what... Why us now? And I'm just not convinced that there's that with all of the with everything that's just going on in the world, that there's not going to be some like motivation for them to get back in the studio because they've got some like thread that they want to <clears throat> pursue artistically as a group. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's really what's brought them back together time and time again. I just 
And if it doesn't happen, you know what? I, I'm still just fascinated to see where each of them go and, and listen to the projects that they work on. Yeah. So it would, yes, it would be disappointing, but I'm also not gonna like lose sleep over it. But but I, I honestly do think that they're gonna they're gonna find a reason why they need to get back together to to form to, to make more music together for a specific vision. Mm. You know, one other thing that occurs to me, and this is just purely speculation territory, but you know, that's there's the phrase. Are. That's where we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's the phrase, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I mean, I could yes. totally see like, the pressure of having to be Radiohead and having to yeah. have every single album be Which a grand artistic that statement yep. that blows the world away. Yeah. That, that might be really too much for some people in the group. Maybe mm -hmm. they don't want to be pressured like that. I, I don't know. That's, that's where Kid A came from. That yeah. that motivation was why they did Kid A because they right. didn't want to be. And what do you band. do once you've had success with Kid A? You know, yeah. what, how do you change it again? Yeah, yeah it's like oh, we have to do that all over again. I don't know. Or we could mm -hmm. just have fun in this new band. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, like, right, right. Like, they, and they've deserved. They deserve it. You know, they're 100%. entitled to to, to 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 pursuing what they want to pursue, and we don't know what they want or what they will want to do. So, no but doubt. the thing is that it is a possibility. Which I think it would yep. like that's something that that's something that needs to be start process you know. start internal processing yeah start though. processing <laughs> that. <laughs> yep. but, uh, we made, we made for all of it yeah. but there's still but th th it, it's quite a lot you know yeah yep and cool. if we they say, were to be done I would still say thanks oh for the great music you know oh, we've got, yeah, you, oh, yeah <laughs> you change music for the next yeah. hundred years yeah thanks, guys. Oh. appreciate that absolutely so. yeah and you know it's it's. The smile is, it's not Radiohead, but it's not that far away either. It's pretty, mm -mm. it's pretty Radiohead-y. Mm -hmm. yeah. The most of any of their solo projects, I think. Yeah, I agree. But this one in particular, with so much of the same recipe, the main ingredients, yeah. you know, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. So, yep. there you All right, go. Cool. I, I hope we get to talk about this again, for whatever reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Good All one. right, boys. Well, good one. This has um, been a lot more fun than I would I typically do on 10 a.m. at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> so I appreciate your time. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, yeah, that was good. Um, before we get out of here and before I go back to catching up on emails, Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks at home how to get in touch with us should they choose to do so? Yeah, so uh, you can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email at yscio_podcast at gmail.com. You can find mm -hmm. us on social media, mm -hmm. on Facebook and Instagram, and our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on streaming services like Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are heard. Leave us a review. And as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Yes, yes indeed. You should. Thank you. And looking forward to next week, it's uh, my semi-annual beach week next week so oh, coming on? yeah yeah i haven't uh haven't pinned him down on it yet but i'm sure he'll be down so our Beautiful. good friend michael's gonna be coming on and tell us about music he's been listening to lately and uh, his travels in the world so excellent looking forward to that boys well, that's gonna be awesome all right all right well, until next week see you back here same bad time same bad channel peace out see you later